Reagan, I have a confession to make. What's that, David? I feel like I'm really bad at breaking up with people. I mean, is there a way to do it that seems nice? This woman on TikTok, I saw this woman, she was mentioning how anytime she's trying to break up with someone, she just starts talking about how she talks to aliens. You know, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, that might be better than what I've been doing lately. Oh gosh, what do you say? I basically tell him my friend Reagan thinks you're a hood rat. Hello, and welcome to So We Dated, the podcast where we interview people we dated to talk about how we met, the dates, and where it all went wrong. I'm David Gonzalez, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Dame Reagan. What's up, Reagan? Sup? How's it going? Just great. Just yeah. living the dream every day over here. Yeah. 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 How are you? I'm okay. You know, um, I I have not... It's just kind of the beginning of the year, just trying to get into it. Um, you were very wise. You decided, like, it's cold out. It's the beginning of the year. I'm going to Cali. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my birthday was over, so I needed something else to look forward there to. There you go. There you go. How was that? It was fantastic. I spent 1,800 miles in the car with my brother. Wow. That's like 1,700 more miles than I think someone should with their yeah. brother. But. And I was like, you know what? I need to listen to the podcast, and I, I need to send some edits. And the second we started talking about my vibrator, he's like, I don't think I need to listen to this. Yeah. So yeah. that was fun. <laughs> no, that's a conversation you have with your your grandmother, I think. Uh, grandmother's a good vibrator conversation. Brother, 100%. You, you talk more about wrestling or I don't know. I don't know. Um, but either way. So yeah. Um, do you, now, when you take a road trip, do you guys play like road trip games? Like, is there a playlist? Do you, do you listen to podcasts uh, that aren't ours? You know, it was we had a pretty heavy discussion early in the drive, and mm. I just sort of plugged in my headphones and played Sudoku for a lot of the drive. Yeah. Um, it was good, though. Yeah. It was good. So why didn't you take an airplane? I mean, I know it's probably expensive, but. Yeah, no, we just wanted to spend quality time together. No, he bought a car from okay. a friend in Quincy. And so he flew from California to Quincy, pick up the car, and then he wanted companion to drive across country to go back home. Uh-huh. He lives around Palm Springs, so yeah. we went there. And then I went to Ojai, which if anyone listening has never been to Ojai, you should go. It was like the sound of music there. It was incredibly beautiful. Yeah, so lots of Nazis is what I'm hearing. Exactly. Okay. That's well, why I went, yeah. the Nazi convention. Oh, boy. That's definitely going to get edited out. <laughs> Um, well, anyway, I, I think, you know, I don't really, there's really not a whole lot going on. I'm really excited. I don't want to waste a lot of time with our chit chat because our guest is here. God forbid we talk to each other, David. You know, we've got a whole, uh, 20 minute car ride back after this where we've got to, you know, talk about Does it about count something. if it's not being recorded? Yeah. I don't know. I'm always recording. I record all of my conversations. <laughs> I'm like Richard Nixon at this point. I've got lots of conversations between my kid and I, and it's like, you said you would go to bed at eight. <laughs> Um, David Gate. <laughs> <laughs> yes, everything's really recorded. Well, I'm very excited. A very, um, very funny person who I don't think you've met before. I don't think we've met. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, Corey is here today. So, uh, very excited. Why don't we welcome Corey Stewart? Hi, Corey. 
Hi, Reagan. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. I listened to your first episode and it was really great. Oh, thanks. We're, we're, we've gotten progressively worse. Like most people get better, but we just decided that's the easy route. That's yeah. what uh, I've been doing for the last 41 years. Yeah. Yeah. I just realized <laughs> and flows. Uh, we did, I, I did use your last name. We, we usually don't give someone's last name or where they work, but because you're a kind of a public figure, would you say that? I say I'm a quasi public <laughs> quasi yeah quasi. yeah so you are you are a professional comedian you actually receive money for telling jokes that is correct yes would you consider that a professional uh <laughs> sex and comedy <laughs> you're a professional if you get money for it I guess do you do it full time like is this a full no, time? no. I'm also an attorney oh That's both mine. and you're mm. like I'm gonna hire you I'd be like she tells jokes while we're <laughs> Does a judge ever just stop and say, is this a bit? And you're just like, <laughs> yeah. you're like try this a bit right now. <laughs> Let's be serious. Breaking out some new stuff. Yeah. How long now, how long have you been doing stand-up? I have been doing it continuous well, uh, year-long pandemic interruption for a year. And since uh for the last year or so, kind of uh intermittently between um outbreaks but uh three years collectively this time i started doing it when i was 16 i did uh original comedy speech what's and that it's uh speech competitions uh high school speech competitions it's you kind of do like a seven minute set but it has to be very clean and so it was very hard and i did that through high school and really loved it that kind of fostered my love for stand-up i had always watched a lot of stand-up com comedy i had pictures from when i was a kid of me like holding a microphone it was always kind of my dream and so uh i did that through high school i got a speech scholarship for doing comedy but I also got pregnant, and so I did not go away to school. Um, then for the next 10 years or so, I would do stand-up here and there where I could. Uh, then I started law school, and I did not get back to stand-up until three years ago, almost three years ago, three years ago in February. Wow. It's quite the journey to get to where you are. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's, quite, it's a little bit of a detour. You know, one of the things that uh, Reagan and I found that was a little surprising to to me anyway uh, is that St. Louis does have a pretty vibrant comedy scene. Do you, it really does. Did you find yeah. it really welcoming of people or is it kind of as you see it, it, maybe in pop culture where it's competitive and people are trying to steal your time and whatnot? I think that it is both uh, friendly and also competitive. <laughs> it can be both. Right. Yeah. I think that we are supportive of each other, but there are always going to be uh, gigs that I want that I don't necessarily get, you know, that may go to um, other Lady comics, lesser, lesser. <laughs> I read. I Is felt the, the subtext. The <laughs> I felt the subtext. I there's just a finite number of well. It's not like there can't be more, but right now there is kind of a finite number of shows and places to do comedy because uh, a lot of things um, just, it's not as vibrant as it was maybe before uh, March 2020, but mm -hmm. there are opportunities, I think enough opportunities for everyone, but you always kind of want what you don't get, even if you're doing well. 
David mentioned something to me, and I was like, what is that? And he's like, save it for the podcast. <laughs> so, one, two questions. The first one is, do you get a lot of people hitting on you? Because they, they see you on stage, and they're like, man, she's real funny. And then you go off, and you grab a beer, and you mingle with the commoners. Do a lot of people hit on you because you're like funny and beautiful and smart and all those things and they're like oh i not as many as i would expect to be <laughs> funny and Naturally. beautiful um i that's probably the part that i don't like the most is mingling uh after yeah what so i have to ask this question cuz this is the term david said and i was like what the hell is that what's a chuckle fucker is that a real term <laughs> I guess so. I, I don't know if it... Uh, I'm like, is that a groupie? Because I, so. I want to be one yeah, of those. I guess that is a groupie. Uh, I have limited chuckle fucker experience. <laughs> but, uh, I think it's a thing. I think it's... Uh, I guess there are ladies who... People who try and bone comedians often here so and groupies. there. Hither and thither, yeah. you will. You heard it here first, folks. Chuckle fuckers. I, I don't think we, we, we coined this term. Uh, we sure <laughs> did, because I didn't hear of it, so therefore it did not eight. exist. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of chuckle fuckers, now that I know what that is, how did you and David meet? Uh, he came up to me after his show, and he was real nice. <laughs> so there is a way to make the transition. I don't think I was especially pleasant. <laughs> And David's like, was... David's like, hard to get. I like it. I think that I was pretty uh, kind of awkward and uncomfortable afterward. I had, I think that I had been doing stand-up again at that point for like eight or nine months. So I was less comfortable than I am now. Like now, if I feel like something doesn't go particularly well, I kind of shake it off and then I can... Bounce back. Yeah. Yeah. Um and maintain some kind of semblance of being like a an accessible human being that you can talk to. But then I don't think I was as good at doing that as I am now. So how did it how did you go on a first date then if it was after a show and you Well, so <clears throat> the way that I remember it, and this was uh in 2019, so it's you know almost three years ago. Um, so a, a bar that you perform at a lot and that I go to a lot and we've been to heavy anchor, um, the bartender there or the, the, one of the owners, both the owners are very nice, but Josh was like, um, he's always telling me about women I should date. <laughs> and he's like, Hey, this, this Corey woman's really nice. And I was like, okay, I'll take your you know advice. He's like, you should go talk to her. And I wasn't aware if it was one of those, like, he's like telling you like this guy, you should talk to him. And he was oh, also like telling a Cyrano me. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. So I was, I guess maybe I was under the impression of like, Oh, this woman, wants a nice person to talk to her and tell her she's pretty and funny and maybe give her a burrito. I, and But that was not the case at all. You know? Was it not? Oh. Yeah, I, I mean, I like to be told. I'm not going to say I don't like to be told that I'm pretty and funny. I yeah. do. Yeah. I'm just kind of a human cat, and so mm. yeah, it makes me uncomfortable. I think when I was getting to know you, you, for me, and I don't know if you've ever been in these situations where I was like, does this person think this is a date? Because I think it's a date and I don't think that they do think it's a date. And it was very like, oh, maybe she's just thinking I want to hear about 
I don't know. <laughs> Wait, can we backtrack? Wait, uh-huh. you were, because you're jumping to, are we yeah. on a date? And I'm like, how did you transition from the introduction <laughs> to even getting to a date? I think I remember, I do remember this clearly, but it, it, you could have remembered it differently. I remember getting your phone number mm-hmm. and you as you were leaving and mm-hmm. like texting you. Did you pull the classic line like, hey, can I get your number? I don't know <laughs> if I said it like that. I think maybe I said something like just kind of casual, you know, you know, cool, like, <laughs> hey, we should do this sometime. And like, let me, I'll, I'll, I'll text you and we could do this. We should go to the art museum yeah. sometime. Yeah, and um, I do remember trying to be very, because... <sighs> Sometimes I think it's funny you mentioned like a cat because when you're talking to a person, at least for me, it's like I don't want them to be scared. So it's like trying to no, you're fine. It's trying to uh, it, it's trying to work with like a skittish animal, like just like it's OK, <laughs> like you know, it's OK. <laughs> and so when my text, I was using way too, too many exclamation points to try to be like upbeat and gregarious. And it probably Welcome just came to all my professional emails. It probably sounded like a psycho instead of like, you know, I hope you had a really great time. It was like, I hope you had a really great time. <laughs> I thought we had some good bantering text-wise. Yeah. I thought, I don't remember uh, extraneous, uh, extraneous, extraneous. Yeah. Is that a word? Mm-hmm. That's a word. Totally. I don't remember uh, that many exclamation points. I think there was good banter. That's usually kind of the, the doorway to my, my heart. <laughs> so good conversation. Where'd you guys go on your first date? Do you guys remember? I'm sure. Sh- you wouldn't be on here if you didn't. I do remember. It's in my diary. Um, we went to <laughs> Dear Diary. Dear Diary. My Is dream of becoming a chuckle diary? Because that's the kind I... Uh, <laughs> no, no. It's uh, My Little Pony. Um, we went to um, Retreat. Mm-hmm. which is a great restaurant. Oh. Have we been there? No, I've never even heard of it. No, it's awesome. It's is in the it Central West End. I, I don't know. Maybe. Hopefully. We lost a lot in COVID. Mm-hmm. I know. It's like in memoriam. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to Google it. I think that's a great first date spot because it's casual, but it's not like too casual. Mm-hmm. But that's my opinion. I don't know. Yeah, I, th- I remember it being uh, really, I really like the menu. Mm-hmm. That's what I remember from almost three years ago. It yeah. Good. So it was the nice banter that pulled you in, sucked you in. You went to retreat, good food. Mm-hmm. Did you go on, how many dates did you guys go on after this? One more, maybe? Maybe two. Maybe two or three. Is there any on date one? Wow. No, I, I don't think so. I don't think on date one. No. What made you decide to go on a second date? David paid, and that was enough. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I. So my my philosophy on dating, and I'm I'm, I'm curious to see yours. I'm sure it's different, but I <laughs> I I'm never really sure about somebody, so I will just kind of keep dating them until like i'm sure one way or the other um so i was so i was like i think this person is interesting but like i don't know i guess we'll just keep going until it it, it, until you know yeah yeah yeah. i don't do you usually know right away like oh this is this is a guy or i have a really fucked up attachment style okay like dating yeah dating is really hard for me and so i have kind of a disorganized approach to dating where sometimes i'll just call it after one date and sometimes (laughs) i'll be like and sometimes i will uh even if i'm not feeling it uh I'll go on a few more dates, and sometimes even if I'm feeling it, I'll be like, "Well, oh, I can't do that." Yeah. 
And so I'll right there with your sister, right there so, with So like you. it's it's really chaotic, which uh, does not bode well for my my romantic. What have you? <laughs> I don't. I don't date well. I'm not a good yeah. dater. I think you know. I I think our second date we went to Up Down. Mm-hmm. I remember going oh, I'm there. Downtown, yeah, yeah, I which like is a games. it's a good one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we know <laughs> we, we we know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. But, so you both were just kind of like, I guess I'll go on a second date, and then after the second date, you're like, something did something happen? We were both like, no, we're done here. Um, I you know there was good texting, which is. Lots of exclamation points. Yeah. Uh, he seemed excited <laughs> about it. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember the exclamation points. No, I thought I liked the, I thought it was good conversation. There wasn't anything that was like off putting at all. Um, I, yeah. And we had a great time the second date. Yeah. There was smooching. Oh, so we got smooching in. Yeah. And then yes, after Mom. that, and then after that, you're both just like, eh, I'm not sure. And then there was one more date, maybe. Yeah, I think so. I think, but I, I forget where that. Twist. Yeah, I forget where that. <laughs> so that. memorable. David's like, I yeah. don't remember that. We watched Magnolia. Yeah. I do you remember that? Yeah. Uh, oh. He feels like it holds up. I did not. <laughs> so okay, let's talk about Magnolia here because this is this is going to be a, first of all that's a Tom Cruise movie. He is in it. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't say it is a Tom Cruise movie, but he, I'd I mean, say he's in it. Is it okay? And that's maybe why it doesn't. Okay. Hold up. Okay. <laughs> so it is not like a casual movie to watch. Like it is not like it's not like you're it's like not a hey let's and hang chill movie. No, no, no. It's you know for Netflix and chill. You want like a rom com. You want like a comedy. I don't watch rom coms. All I watch are movies that make you like. <laughs> like inspire existential dread that's, that's, all that's exactly what this movie is it's like it's it sounds it's like three hours it was such a it's like just bro 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 yeah it's like so much bro i did it's not remember too much it. well the tom cruise parts but there's also this parts about coming to grips with who you are as a person does it there's, rain frogs it rains frogs i mean it's just a really bizarre <laughs> it's movie it's got everything this movie yeah. like if, if, <laughs> it rains frogs if a guy says to you, and I, I want to say that I didn't say like, hey, do you want to come back to my place and watch Magnolia? Because if you say that, you know, you're just like, what is this person's problem? But I think what was very interesting is you also had, and I'm going to say this and we can cut this out later. But I think you had this idea of like some really good love scenes in Magnolia. And we were I... talking about it. And you're like, wasn't there like this love scene? And then all I remembered was fucking on a washing machine. I, does that happen? Because I don't think that that happened. Because we <laughs> like, watched <laughs> like sad, angry fucking. That's all I remember. That doesn't happen in the movie. I don't think it does. Oh. And you kept talking about that. I'm like, what is? She I didn't talking? think it was a good love scene. I just that's no, what I remembered no. about it. Like you know when you see a movie when you're like a teenager and yeah. you kind of pick up on on yeah. like you remember really. Um, esoteric little bits of it and that was what my brain had latched onto but maybe yeah. it doesn't happen i don't know maybe it's I, a different i thought the old guy movie. the old guy phoned someone yeah but that was like a that was almost like a cut scene like there was it was yeah. his secretary it was know, like it was so weird to me no washing machine <laughs> no there was no washing machine and i was just like machine. but it's weird because again it's a three-hour movie and i'm like why would someone be interested in this five second <laughs> like sad my brain latched onto. <laughs> you're like, that's your takeaway from yeah. the movie <laughs> just like i read uh 
when I was a kid, I read Fast Times at Ridgemont High, mm-hmm. and there were just like weird little sad sex scenes, like the the part yeah. where uh, the guy is like beating off in the pool. Oh shed right, yeah. To Phoebe Cates, the and brother, that's like the the of all the things to remember, yeah. that's kind of what my adolescent child brain i mean my adolescent child brain also like latched onto all the sex scenes because yeah like, what's that? yeah <laughs> what this yeah. is fun what's happening what's... i'm embarrassed to be watching this with my mom what's happening <laughs> <laughs> well so you netflix netflixed and chilled mm-hmm. to magnolia mm-hmm. and then i can i mean i think we don't have to go any further i think we know why it ended <laughs> yeah i think that was it yeah um and I, it's interesting because you know, you and I have talked about this a little bit, but sometimes when things don't work out, <clears throat> you for me anyway, it's, um, oh, did I, why didn't it work out, right? And sometimes for me, I'm looking like, oh, did I do something? And so I'm like, should I have not? <laughs> should I have not? Should we have not Chosen seen Magnum? Yeah. <laughs> Chosen that movie. Which is, <laughs> which is, of course, you know, ludicrous to think. It's just two people don't connect, you know, and that's fine. Is that what? You guys think happy? You just didn't connect, or it was one of those things. You're just like, I don't know. I could go take it or leave it, and no one pulled the trigger. Or was there a definitive like, I'm not feeling it. Thank you. I send a burrito. Had a lot of personal things happening. Uh, both of my parents had cancer at the time, and so I felt overwhelmed and generally, and I did not feel like I was in a good place to date. That makes sense. Um, and sometimes and, dating can be a distraction, too. And it's like, well, this distraction is no longer serving its purpose. I'm done here. And, yeah. And so I had this thing with my parents. I was dealing with uh, some childhood trauma stuff that had kind of come up. I was focusing. I was doing a lot of stand-up comedy, like um, several shows a week, plus lots of open mics and so I did not feel like I was in a very good place to um, be a good partner to someone else yeah and you were very open with that like when you when Corey's like hey I don't you know I don't feel like I can do this or I want to do this anymore and it was like you know it was a very um open and honest it wasn't like I'm married to the sea or like you know some kind of you go to Chipotle too much or something like that which both you talk legi- to aliens <laughs> you talk to aliens but all three legitimate reasons I wonder if it's difficult to date like an entertainer you know someone who's a comedian or musician you know because you are out performing a lot and have maybe late hours do you think it is difficult to date um someone who's like I said an entertainer yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's really, really hard. I uh, The last person that I had a relationship with, I felt that it, I, there was, there's this pandemic, <laughs> but also I scaled back a lot of, on doing a lot of open mics and shows, and I may have done that anyway, because uh, I don't want to get my, my, myself sick or anyone around me, but um I think that to meet the needs of this relationship, I kind of scaled back some of my uh, performing and uh, whether that was, you know, for good or bad, um, I have goals that I want to accomplish and it's almost, it's pretty selfish for me 
to get into a relationship when I know that I'm just going to kind of push at what I, what I would prefer to be doing is pushing towards these goals that I've set for myself. Sure. Sometimes, and sometimes relationships don't fit and that's totally fine too. Um, yeah. Would you date a fellow comedian and, and if so, or if not, <laughs> as you're shaking your head, I was like, I guess I can't ask a follow-up question, but I was like, if so, what if they wanted to talk about your dating life? Would you uh, be like, I'm breaking up Okay, well, um, <laughs> I, feel I like would not date response. a comedian from St. Louis. Um, wow, okay. Because it w- I feel like that would be messy. I would have to see them inevitably. You don't yeah. know how it's going to work out. It's like dating a neighbor. You just yeah, don't do that. Yeah. Uh we'd have we end up and you see it you see it when breakups go bad in in the comedy scene, it it plays out very publicly and badly. People tell jokes about each other. It's uncomfortable. Um I don't want to do that. I I I am a private person and I don't want people to know kind of like the details of my um what have you? <laughs> my, yeah. my bangins and what have you? Yeah, my bangins. <laughs> my bangins. Uh, I would, you know, like I have had uh, flirtations with people who aren't from here, and that is, um, I, I'm not against like a long distance relationship, but that's probably more attachment issue bullshit. So. I was like, that seems very aligned with your yeah. avoidant yeah. attachment. You can yeah. see them it's once a month. good for me. Yep. Yeah. Good for me because I am a cat. Yeah. <laughs> like pet me for a while and then I'm just going to purr and walk away. <laughs> pet me for too long and I'll bite you. Yeah. See you later. I'll see you in one month. Yeah. It's a very good hiss. I do a good hiss. <laughs> Are you on any dating apps right now? No. No. Neither is David. No teach me your ways <laughs> have you ever been on a dating app i you know i will uh create a profile and have it up for maybe a couple weeks and it will overwhelm me uh, maybe i'll go on a date or two from it i i met my ex-husband on match.com so mm. I, that's not an app but uh i was in law school at the time and i met him he was a practicing attorney and uh that was a thing that happened for six years <laughs> and then uh the i dated a guy for six months that we had we actually knew each other but we reconnected uh right before the pandemic on tinder and isn't that always fun when like someone you know is on tinder and you're yeah. like what do i even do do i yeah. swipe right do i swipe left do i <laughs> yeah. swipe right and say hi and be like i'm not inter- interested what do you do felt- I've done both. I mean, I find David on dating apps and I swipe right and I'm like, here's the five things you need to change on your profile. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's good to make someone Your mother didn't mind my profile. Oh, you know what, David. Hey. She's dead, so it's yeah. first side. No, I'm joking. Uh, yeah, I mean, this guy, I had uh, met him briefly and I really liked him and um, saw him on the app and so I swiped on it. But I usually swipe on people that I know. Because I kind of like the, the uncomfortableness of it. <laughs> well, what do you say? Are you just like when you? Uh, if it's okay, I'll do it if I can jokey joke with them. Okay. If it's someone that I feel comfortable jokey joking with, yeah, I'll swipe on them and see if we match. But if it's someone that I know and like, it, mm. I don't really want to talk to them at all, then I won't do it. But like, it has to be someone that I know that 
you know, it would be fun to but poke at a little bit. The bitch of it all is if you don't match. And then you're <laughs> like, what? It's all mindfuckery, these dating apps. Yeah, I yeah, I totally know what you mean because you don't want to be like, I like, you know, like, and then they're like, oh, Corey likes me. And you're just like, no, I'm just messing with you. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm just as fun. To... And then they're just crestfallen. I'm just I'm like, here for oh. my jokes. My yeah. little jokes. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can't. I, I could see just based on what you're saying how the dating apps would not be for you because mm-hmm. it is so much peacocking and mm-hmm. you know like small talk. It's like, oh, what mm-hmm. kind of dogs do you like, Corey? Well, mm-hmm. you know, and blah 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 blah. And when you're just you want to, <laughs> yeah. it's not a cut to the chase thing. Yeah, you know. I okay. So I love banter. <laughs> I love joking around. I love like chatty chatty things that help me get to know someone. But just like the weather talk mm-hmm. or you know, I. Oh, it just like it it is almost physically painful for me. Mm. Almost. Uh so apps are and the thing that drives me nuts is that people expect this like instant buy-in and so much of your attention and then like everyone is so disposable. <laughs> so disposable. Mm. And it drives me crazy. I can I just say this really quickly. Absolutely. I was I've been on TikTok lately. Friends are sending me stuff. <laughs> It's the only time I get on it. But this girl was talking about this. I thought it was a Tinder-sanctioned survey, but I think it's just a survey that is, like, knocking on Tinder where you can send people that have ghosted you a survey about, like, weird why they ghosted, like, whatever happened. I'm like, I kind of want that. <laughs> really? Yeah. What? What are we doing here? <laughs> no. You can tell them to come on here yeah. and you can talk to them. Yeah, well... Well, if someone ghosts you, yeah. if it's like a pride thing, yeah. I I wouldn't. I'm not gonna be like, you want to come on my podcast and yeah. tell me why you just completely ghosted. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't think I want that. But no. for those that don't have a podcast, you know, we, it's yes, a, it's yeah. something you could send. I I don't even know who I'd send it to, but there's some people that just like ghost out of nowhere. So it's an option for those who don't have podcasts. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> you know, I think. I don't know what you think about this, but I have enjoyed talking to people and getting into that headspace of where I was a couple of years ago and just seeing how much I've grown and just being mm-hmm. like, oh, I am a better person to date than when I first met you, Corey. Not that I'm, you know, trying to <laughs> <laughs> date you again, but it's just interesting. And again, I think it's also, um, oh, she was much more, um, emotionally mature than I was at the time. And so I appreciate that even though it ended and didn't go anywhere. I, I think when things reach its logical conclusion, you feel good about it in a way, right? It's like, oh, okay. Um, I feel like I was pretty honest and but also receptive to what this person was saying. Yeah, I think it was a, a good... <laughs> resolution <laughs> I, a, a weird like it did, did, i don't feel like it was a breakup but it was like a good resolution to three nice dates with a person that i liked yeah are you do you often stay friends with people you've dated or are you just like cut them out uh i'm kind of scorched earth kind of wow i'm like a scorched earth kind of lady it's very hard for me especially with I, you it depends on my level of feelings for someone. Um, and sometimes I can circle back a little bit later and be pals. Mm. Um, 
But generally, if I cared very deeply for someone or if I love them, it's I am just I just blow it all up. You're like <laughs> clean, just burn it down. Yeah, just just clean, not particularly interested in having access to their life or to mine. Like I won't I'm not going to chat chatty chat with someone a week or two after we break up. I'm not going to check in like I, I think there are people who do that more power to you. But I am not going to be the person who kind of lingers. I'm just done, done. I'm right there done. with you. I try done, to done, sometimes, done. but can I tell you guys a quick story? Mm-hmm. Tell it'll, all pro- the it'll probably be cut because I don't want to put him on blast. <laughs> but I, my last boyfriend, um, that was pretty serious. We had a clean break, and then you realize how many tendrils you still have mm-hmm. with all of like. He was on, you know, every time I go to Venmo, he's like the top person that pops up. And I was on his Amazon music account, his family plan. <laughs> and I was like, when, when, I, it, we've been broken up for like an, a year and a half. And I was like, when is he going to cut me off? So every time mm. I go to my Amazon music, I'm like, and then when I was in California, I got an email saying, this person has just removed you from oh. your Amazon Prime oh, family wow. account. And I have to say. It stung a little. Yeah, doesn't like, that hurt? That yeah, I was hurts. like, God bless America. Yeah. How am I going to get my... I'm going to have to pay $10.99 a month now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so I have clean breaks except for the technological tendrils that yeah. still stick in us until a year and a half later. But yeah, so I guess I feel fortunate. And I think, again, it goes back to what you're saying. 100% if you date someone for six months, you have feelings. You don't want to talk to them about the relationship. But if you go right. on a couple of dates with someone yeah. and it's sort of weird and you end up watching Magnolia because this woman <laughs> thinks that sex on a washing machine's hot and you're just like, I'll just go with it. I didn't you think know? it was hot. <laughs> Did I think it was hot? Did you I really wanted to – you're like, I want to see that part. I'm, like, I'm Googling cool. it the second we close this <laughs> thing you down. Can't, you can't even find it because it didn't happen. Oh, my right. head. What's going on in here? Uh, okay. It never even happened. <laughs> so I would just say – in closing, if you are interested in dating Corey, find a movie that has a hot washing machine <laughs> sex scene and, and tell just her you tell her, it. you know, and she's just going to be like, this is awesome. Uh, I'm not leaving anything here, by the way. And then just that's it. Bring her burrito. Yeah. And that scene. Yeah. Don't leave your shit at my house. Yeah. Nobody comes to my house. That's yeah. another thing. Nobody comes to my house. I'm weird. I'm, I, I feel like, like this is not weird. A, you have boundaries. hundred percent. So, um, yeah, well, thank you for being here today. I, we're we're on your neck of the woods. You don't live too far from here, so I understand. Yeah, I'm about twenty mi- minutes yeah. away. Okay, well, I don't know. <laughs> Illinois <laughs> is all confusing. You never to me. invited David. No, David he never over. came so over. He doesn't know. He's like, over. I don't actually know. Yeah, I don't know. So anyway, well, Brigham, anything else? No, thanks for being here and and chatting. I will never think of burritos the same way when and comedians. <laughs> oh, now, every comedian I see, I'll be like, should I get a burrito? Kind of cute. <laughs> Just leave it on yeah. their doorstep like a cat leaves a little dead bird. You know? Yeah. That's so, a bummer. Uh, <laughs> That's sad. So I know you had a, a show canceled, but do you have if shows coming up? What, what do you got going on? Uh, what do I have going on? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, I had a show canceled tonight. I will be in Nebraska on Sunday. Nice. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to be in central Missouri next weekend. Um, I have some local things coming up, but not until February. Are you... Uh, can't 
not organized enough to tell you what those <laughs> things are. Do you have like do you have like a Twitter fan page or something where you I do. I want more Twitter fans so or Twitter Twitter followers so badly. Yeah. So uh you can find me at sad bitch juice <laughs> <laughs> underscore <laughs> Esquire. <laughs> or you can just <laughs> wait what? Sad bitch juice. Okay. Esquire. <laughs> Esquire. You can just look up Corey Stewart, and I'm sure you'll find it. Oh, that's not a comedy at all. (laughs) Sad bitch juice underscore Esquire. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you again for being here. We really enjoyed talking to you. This was so fun. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you for listening to So We Dated, recorded at Mind's Eye Studio. Music provided by Superfund Yaya Rocket Ship. And we'll catch you next time. Glad you got to hear me. (laughs) 